Hello and welcome to the Go Gamecocks podcast, a quick and informative look into the state of University of South Carolina sports, presented by the State Newspaper. I am your host, Greg Hadley, and joining me this week is Ben Briner, our South Carolina football reporter, and Matt Connolly, our Clemson reporter, to preview the upcoming Palmetto Bowl game this Saturday at noon at williams Bryce Stadium. Ben, Matt, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Glad to be joining you guys. Looking forward to talking a little rivalry. Yeah, I mean, this is a big rivalry game. Clemson's won five in a row, though, and they are heavily favored to win this one. I think the the line at Vegas has hit 27 points. ESPN projects Clemson as a 92.4% favorite. All that being said, Matt, from your side, Clemson has found some some ways to get motivated for this game. Number one, they really seem to respect South Carolina's defensive line. Yeah, that's one thing that they've talked a lot about is just, you know, Javon Kinlaw and that group and, and the troubles they've given teams up front. You know, the the offensive staff and, and Dabo as well have said that if you turn on the Georgia tape, you can really see them controlling the line of scrimmage. And that's a good Georgia offensive line that they went up against and really were a big reason why South Carolina won that game. So, you know, if you look at that defensive line South Carolina has, you know, it's easy to kind of get Clemson's attention and say, hey, that's something that we're going to have to make sure we can at least hold our own on the line of scrimmage to make sure we're not in a dogfight Saturday. And kind of, you mentioned the spread. They're looking to make sure that they can win comfortably. Um, and, and I think it'll start with controlling that South Carolina defensive line and kind of the defensive front and, and Ken Law and those guys. And then you, all, you were also mentioning to me and Ben just a, just a little bit before we started that South Carolina's offensive performance last year at Death Valley where they put up a ton of points, Jake Bentley threw for a ton of yards, Debo Samuel lit up the Tigers. That is motivation as well for Clemson's defense. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, they talked about it almost like it was a loss last year with the offensive success that South Carolina had. Um, you mentioned Bentley, and he threw for, I think, 510 yards, and South Carolina put up 600 yards total. So that was a game. Brent Venables doesn't have many games like that as a coordinator. Um, it's something that he was clearly bothered by after the game last year, and even the week after that game last year in press conferences, and then even leading up to this year's game, he said it's still something that just kind of sticks with him. And you know, if you have a sense of pride, you can't let that happened again and, and and it really hurt their pride last year so it was a game that Clemson won by three touchdowns uh, but at the same time it was a game that for them didn't go the way that, that they wanted to particularly defensively and the secondary in particular feels like it has something to prove this weekend and Clemson's secondary has been really well this year and really since that game so it's something that they they'd love to get a little payback this week and play well against South Carolina's offense. So that's motivation for Clemson Ben but as you and I were thinking the likelihood of South Carolina being able to put up that kind of yardage and giving Clemson that much trouble with its offense, things have changed a lot since then. Yeah, I was looking back on it, and if you look at what South Carolina did in that game, the quarterback and two of the top three receivers for the Gamecocks in that game, all three are gone. That was Keel Pollard, Debo Samuel, Jake Bentley, quarterback. They still have Brian Edwards. They still have Shai Smith, who had probably one of his best games in that matchup last season. But you know, that was a Gamecocks offense that could move the ball at times. And this South Carolina offense really hasn't moved the ball super well since maybe kind of the Florida game. And even that was extremely stop and start. And Clemson's just a lot better than most of the defense they've played anyway. So I definitely think it's going to be one of those games where South Carolina has trouble moving the ball. Now, they kind of talked about sort of competing and being able to 
you know, trying to win this game is still a point of pride for this program, which is a little notable and a little interesting considering they're in kind of a situation where some coaches might lose a team and give up. And I thought that was a little interesting. But again, they're very much playing spoiler and playing for that little strong note at the end of what's been a pretty disappointing season on all fronts. Yeah, going off of that, let's look at the motivation for both teams here. Matt, how much do you think it behooves Clemson to really stomp South Carolina here, you know, to impress the college football playoff committee and just, you know, to get some good mojo going into the ACC championship game? Yeah, I don't think that's as much of the motivation as the motivation is just you know, trying to just keep winning. You know, they've got bigger goals in front of them after this rivalry game. I mean, the ACC championship obviously is a big deal for them, but then also reaching the playoff and trying to win a national title for third time in four years. So I think right now, you know, they're really just focused on winning. They know that if they win, that they're going to get in the playoff with their pedigree and their undefeated record and winning two of the last three national titles. So I don't, I don't think they're really too motivated to kind of put on a show and, you know, stop South Carolina. I think that if they win by a point, they're still going to get in the playoff and that's really all they're focused on. Um, I do think there's probably some motivation to, you know, like I mentioned earlier, the way the defense played last year to play really well and try to shut down South Carolina's offense. But then offensively, they've got a lot of streaks that, that are going. They've scored at least 45 points in, I think, six consecutive games now. So that's a school record and something they'd like to keep going. So you know, Trevor Lawrence, I think, has passed for at least three touchdowns in six consecutive games. Some of those type of records. Um, I think that they, they'd like to keep going, but really more than anything, they just want to win and keep advancing and move on to bigger goals they have ahead. And on the South Carolina side of it, Ben, a win seems it would shock the world, but we've seen South Carolina do that one time this season with Georgia. So my question to you is, would a South Carolina win here almost redeem the season? Because these teams are such fierce in-state rivals, and they are such huge underdogs. So pulling off a shocking upset like that, would it kind of, you know, make a 5-7 and seven season, missing a bowl, tolerable for fans? I don't think it would redeem the season because, you know, if they manage to pull off the win, they're the team that beat Clemson and Georgia and still lost to all those other teams they lost to. It can't hurt because if you can put the Clemson streak to bed, that would be a bonus if Will Muschamp could get his first win against Clemson. And I'm sure the Gamecocks would find it very sweet if they could... I don't know if it would necessarily knock Clemson out of the playoff, but it certainly would make it difficult or at least tricky for Clemson to... It would make them have to sweat a little bit more than they potentially might. So I ultimately think it wouldn't redeem the season because, again, you'd have two top five wins and then losses to App State, UNC, Tennessee, whoever. But it couldn't hurt and would probably have certain benefits down the road. One thing I wanted to ask both you guys was, in the way that we're talking about this game, you know, Matt, you're talking about Clemson's bigger goals. Obviously, they're on a national level right now. And Ben, you're talking about how a win won't necessarily redeem the season. It's not the end-all, be-all of everything. And it just seems like maybe this rivalry, at least on the field, has lost a little heat. Would you agree with that sentiment? Ben, what do you got to say first? I think to a degree there has been some heat loss just because this Gamecocks team isn't good. And... When you have a rivalry where an upset seems so remote, it kind of loses its luster. And it's not even a case of like, like Georgia, Georgia Tech is a pretty one-sided rivalry, but at least Georgia Tech can pop up with some weird teams and kick Georgia in the knee at times. And, you know, that at some point will eventually happen again in this rivalry. But this year, last year, going back to 2015, that hasn't happened. Even with that 2015 game where South Carolina was weirdly competitive against what really was a very great Clemson team. 
Matt, what about you? Yeah, I mean, I think definitely, you know, if it was a two 10-win teams or a 10-win team and an 11-win team, there'd be a little more to it. Um, you know, when you go to, into a game where one team's favored by four touchdowns, it's kind of hard to get as excited. But with that said, I think that it's still close enough to South Carolina's streak of five consecutive wins that you know, I think there are a lot of people on the Clemson side that still remember that. I mean, it's mostly the same coaching staff. You know, Dabo was the head coach then. Jeff Scott, Tony Elliott were on staff then. So, I, I mean, a lot of these players were in high school at that point, and they remember being Clemson commits or growing up Clemson fans or whatever it might be and having to deal with South Carolina winning five in a row and kind of the five bombs and all that kind of stuff. And you know, some of the players this week were referencing the fear of the thumbs that were out there and all that kind of stuff. So I still think that it's recent enough that, that South Carolina – has some success in the series. Um, the Clemson players and Clemson coaches still take this game very seriously and know what it means if you lose. Uh, but at the same time, it is a little different for sure when you got one team four and seven and the other eleven and up. Yeah, it seems like I'm again. I'm not referring to the fans in this. The fans are obviously always gonna have that hate for each other. But it seems like you know between the the players and the coaches and the actual programs themselves, the biggest controversy this week has been. Dabo and South Carolina play-by-play and former quarterback Todd Ellis going at it about, you know, fans throwing things and Clemson's traditions. So, Matt, can you kind of summarize for us what Dabo's thoughts and comments about that were? Yeah, I mean, Dabo basically just said it's something that they do every week, no matter the opponent. Um, You know, they do it at every road game, at every neutral site game, at every home game. It's just kind of part of what they do. And now, he, he said it was ridiculous that anyone would suggest that that was taunting or that it was okay for South Carolina students to respond the way they do or that, you know, Clemson should change the way it does uh, its walk of champions or anything like that, victory walk, whatever you want to call it. So, you know, that Dabo made it pretty clear what his thoughts were that, you know, he thought Todd Ellis's comments on the matter were ridiculous and, and he didn't appreciate them. You know, it, it is a tough situation. I mean, I think, you know, I get South Carolina students being upset when you have your heated rival marching into your section, arms locked, you know, fired up. And then, you know, I, I get, you know, screaming, th- shooting birds, all that kind of stuff, cussing, whatever you want to do. I get all that. I think that's all part of a rivalry, and that happens everywhere. The one thing South Carolina fans have done in the past song and that they can't do is throw things onto the field. And you know, that's a safety issue, and it's something that I think looks bad on, on the school. Um, and there's no real place for that. So that's kind of my take on it. I, I get, you know, fans being fired up and, players marching and, and how they're not going to like that coming into their student section but you know, I think all that's fun and games if, if you're yelling and screaming or whatever but just don't throw things um, I think would be kind of my opinion on it and, and hopefully that won't happen this weekend. And uh, Ben what did Todd Ellis made those comments on Coach Muschamp's call-in show what did Coach Muschamp have to say about it? Well it was kind of in the middle of a fan had asked him about it and he had gen- said in general please don't throw things and then made a joke about how inebriated some of the uh, students were going to be. I think it probably could be helped a little bit by the fact that this is not a night game uh, as compared to the last few, so maybe kids will not be uh, in quite that state. I think obviously it's bad to throw things. I think it's one of those situations where once it kind of became a thing, people were just going to sort of dig further into it because it became a thing and Clemson's players aren't stopping marching in their general direction. I don't know. It's Obviously, you shouldn't throw things, but I think it's also kind of, especially with how much it's been talked about, again, because this game does not really have any actual stakes at this point, it's kind of taking on that life of its own that, you know, going back and re-adjudicating all of, you know, the throwing of objects from various fans at each other. But I think, yeah, at this point with the way that they kind of do that, this is going to be a thing going forward and talked about every year. 
and unless people are just have a real good amount of self-control, I'm betting that I'm betting we see some more shenanigans. I mean, shoot, we saw towels get thrown during the Florida game after a potentially bad call, and that was not the Clemson game. Yeah, and I also think it's something that Dabo's just going to keep being annoyed by if it keeps continuing to happen, and um, I wouldn't be surprised if he maybe reaches out to, to Muschamp or Ray Tanner or someone if it continues, just because he, he's made it pretty clear his feelings on it. Two years ago, you know, he mentioned it to this week he got a penalty after fans were throwing things because he was so upset and went after the refs for not controlling the game better. So, you know, I think it, like Ben said, is something that's just going to continue to be brought up because I don't think if it happens again this year, Dabo's just going to kind of say, okay, that's fine. Um, you know, hopefully they'll stop. I, I think he's going to maybe take it to another level and kind of take measures to try to make sure that it uh, stops. So it'd be certainly something to watch for sure. But yeah, I mean, ho- hopefully cooler heads prevail and we can just have a normal pregame routine. It was funny. He did say uh, he didn't understand why people are so worried about how a team gets itself ready to play in, in their pregame routine and why that would be a problem. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens Saturday, I guess. I was going to say the thing that I always find weird about it is that the more you talk about it, the more it's going to be on people's minds. So it feels like every bit of escalation turns it into something extra, at least until something actually really bad does happen. And here we are talking about it. <laughs> um, it's all very circular. It, it all feeds on itself. But it is true. It's just when you're looking at a game that is not expected to be competitive in any sense, these are the things that kind of take on a like life of their own, like you said, Ben. Hey there. Like what you hear? Good news. You can help ensure the state continues making journalism you love to read, watch, and listen to. If you're more into sports than news, you'd probably like our Sports Pass membership, which gives you access to unlimited sports coverage for just $30 for the first year. Subscribe to Sports Pass at thestate.com slash sportspass. You can also read more Gamecocks news by downloading the Go Gamecocks app or by signing up for our newsletter at thestate.com slash newsletters. Thanks for supporting local journalism. Now, back to today's episode. So I think we've made it pretty clear that we all think Clemson's going to walk away with this one. But for, you know, for posterity, let's get a quick score prediction from each of you. Matt, you first. Yeah, so I'm going to say Clemson 45, South Carolina 14. And I think it's a game that there will be a lot of emotion early and, and South Carolina will maybe hang around for a little bit um, and you know, can maybe – keep it a game and keep it competitive. I do think South Carolina's defense is capable of giving Clemson some problems. I think it'll be one of the better defenses that they've seen this year. Um, and, you know, offensively, I'd like to see Clemson's defense go up against a good offense at some point. They really haven't played one yet. Um, North Carolina is probably the best offense that they've played as far as having everyone healthy, and that was the one game that they kind of struggled in. Um, if you look at the Boston College game, uh, they didn't have their starting quarterback in that game. If you look at the Wake Forest game, they were down their top two receivers. It was kind of clear early on that, that they weren't really coming to try to challenge Clemson. So you know, I do think if South Carolina's offense was better and if it was last year's offense, this game could maybe be a little closer. But I just think Clemson has too much talent on both sides of the ball. And with the way South Carolina's playing lately, other than maybe hanging around for a little bit and kind of keeping it competitive early on with, with the crowd and the emotions and everyone fired up, um, I have a hard time seeing it being competitive late. So 45-14 uh, is my prediction. Matt was probably a little more generous to South Carolina's offense than I'm going to be. Uh, earlier this week, I went with a 45-10 to 10 prediction. I just don't 
and I, and I don't even necessarily know how South Carolina is going to get to 10 because, I mean, Texas A&M really smothered them and Clemson is better on all fronts. I think what would be most interesting and maybe uplifting for Gamecocks fans is if they at least could slow Clemson's offense significantly, but making that happen seems like it could be pretty tricky just because the Tigers have so many good offensive weapons, and I have a strange sense they'll be out for blood this week. All right, last question for you, Ben, is we talked about this in our buyout episode where President Robert Kaslin made some comments to the Florence Morning News about, I'm paraphrasing his quote here, it's not exact, but something along the lines of, if Clemson blows out South Carolina, and if no one shows up to the game, then that might be an issue that he needs to discuss when evaluating the entire trajectory of the football program. He's since come out and made other comments, you know, of support for Coach Muschamp, but it does seem, from conversations I've had with other media members and stuff, that it's almost like the attendance now is you know, a crucial figure in attendance and also the breakdown of Orange versus Garnet. So that's, you know, something that we might all be watching this weekend. I think after sort of the, the litany of statements and follow-up statements and retractions and stuff, that at the very least, it really seems like Will Muschamp will be back for next season. Kaslin had gotten on board with that, and he'd said it when he visited our newspaper. He kind of reiterated that. So I don't 100% know if that's going to be a factor. But if it was extremely orange and also not very well attended, and it was just like a 70 to nothing game, maybe that kind of tips the, the balance. I know that athletic departments don't like to do rash things, and there are not that many situations where one particular game that reflects so poorly kind of changes these things. Could it happen? Maybe. But I'd still kind of bet we'll see one more year of Muschamp at least, and then kind of see how things settle out going through next year. But again, there's always that weird chance that something just absolutely strikes and boosters turn and mass and, you know, open up pocketbooks and and we get a whole bunch of extra change that we didn't expect. All right, that is all for this episode. Be sure to keep checking GoGameCocks.com for more updates leading up to Saturday's kickoff between Clemson and South Carolina. And we will also continue to cover men's basketball and women's basketball as they compete in their Thanksgiving tournaments. And as always, please remember to rate and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts.